to. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawarder. And from the nods of Taryn and Tri, they can actually hear me this time, which is great. Uh, this is the champs edition of the podcast. We got uh, the Manhattan Beach Open champion, Triborn, winning his first Manhattan mm-hmm. Open, getting his name on the pier. Let's go. And then uh, we have the champion yeah, that- of the first event of the year, Miss Taryn Kloth. Uh, fresh out of LSU on the AVP tour and winning her first event and getting fifth in her second. Not a bad start, Miss Taryn. Yeah, it's been fun. Uh, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. And then going to the first gold event, it was kind of crazy. Just like walking around and seeing everything. It was so cool. Yeah. And I mean, you played in AVP Next. You played in the AVP Next gold in Atlantic City. Uh, You won that. Does the, did the vibe of like a qualifier feel different for you that because like Atlantic City was as close to an AVP as you can get without actually being like a real AVP but qualifier vibes are always a little bit different for everyone yeah the qualifier I just like everybody kind of like talks about all these things so they talk about going through the qualifier and it just being like cutthroat because you lose you're done you know um and so that was the the entire time I was thinking just don't lose like that's (laughs) kind of it and uh when we made it through they somebody tried to interview us after and I could not stop smiling for like an hour and a half. <laughs> it's just like permanent smile. And the rest were like, you need to chill. <laughs> uh, but I was so excited. I bet Sometimes when you uh, get through qualifiers, it feels like it doesn't even matter what you do in the main draw. You're like, that was so nerve wracking that we're just playing with house money now. Yeah. Here's what happens. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, you went all the way. You didn't even just win a little bit. You went all the way. <laughs> just And wait, that was your first AVP? Yeah. That's insane. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been done. Okay. Like, very first AVP. I mean, really? I yeah. thought, I think Carrie did it or something. There was like a list of people or okay. something. Oh, and really? I was just like, woohoo, we won. And then I didn't know we got a trophy. And then it was, it was just cool. <laughs> I bet. Well, you, so your mindset going into the qualifier was just straight up don't lose, which you and Kristen almost never do. Um, was there a mindset shift once you got into main draw? Because now it's double elimination. But I mean, you and Kristen almost never lose. So I, what's the difference between your mindset there between a main draw and a qualifier or just like a main draw on any other time you guys play volleyball? Yeah, I mean, kind of like the vibe is just different just because it's not the qualifier. Like, Oh my gosh, we have to get past this. Otherwise we don't even get a play in the tournament. And I think that was my mentality. I was like, man, if we don't make it past this, I don't even get a play in the first AVP event. So that was kind of, I wanted to get there. And then as soon as we got there, um, I mean, I obviously like know all of these names. And so I just see all of the people that are playing in these games and I'm just like, well, here we go. We just got (laughs) to throw everything we have out there and just kind of see what happens. And I think the competition and like wanting to compete with the best is like what keeps pushing us to get better. And we see where everybody is and we want to get to that level or try and get better. So, yeah, I mean, I think the vibe definitely does change and you are playing on house money. Like you're not even supposed to be there. (laughs) I think uh, from here on out that you and Kristen have earned your spot. And I think you are supposed to be in that main draw at this point after a first and a fifth. That was pretty fun. (laughs) And you uh, didn't get to wait very long to have a target on your back. Yeah, I do. Like whenever they throw us on the side courts, it's awesome. I love that. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll play there, but you can just put me in the back. Put me by the ocean. I'll be good. That's so funny. That I feel like that's so different from everyone else. Like everyone else kind of loves that stadium court experience, but you love just being over to the side, just this girl from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, <laughs> taking over the AVP tour. I don't know if taking over is what it is, but um, I definitely like that South Dakota's getting its name out there for beach volleyball. I was talking to my club coach and I'm like, we have to start beach. And he's like, all right, you need to come home first. And I'm like, I'm not doing that right now. (laughs) Maybe later. Yeah. Are there any places to play beach in South Dakota? There's like those nasty bar places that have like a ton of, it's like surrounded by a bar basically. So it's like not actual volleyball. And then um, actually in Sioux Falls where I'm like, where I live, 
there was like the first nice like complex and it's got five courts. And so last summer, Kristen and I went up to Sioux Falls and we actually did a clinic and that was like the first nice. beach clinic. And now everybody's playing and it's super cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Are you, uh, you gotta be one of the first people from South Dakota to play on the AVP tour. I, I didn't do my research on that, but you've got to be, if not number one, it's gotta be a pretty short list. I definitely don't know any other uh, <laughs> South Dakota people. Um, but I do know that Betsy Flint was born in South Dakota. And I think she lived there until like seventh grade or something like that. I was talking okay. to her husband and somebody else, because as soon as you hear South Dakota, you're like, no way. <laughs> so you just kinda, it's a nice icebreaker. Yeah, for sure. And is it, is it fun for you to like kind of start meeting all these people on tour? Cause it seems like you and Chris have done a really good job of, of studying the game. And you said, you know, obviously I know these names, but it's not super obvious to a lot of people who didn't grow up playing beach. I mean, you've really only been playing beach for a handful of years. And it seems like, you know, you know the Betsy Flints, the Sarah Hughes, Brandy Wilkerson's, uh, Kelly and Sarah. Um, how much have you just kind of like dove headfirst into beach? Because I'm assuming that you would have had a fair amount of professional prospects indoor coming out of Creighton and beach kind of snuck up on you. Yeah. It, my entire life plan, um, because of COVID changed. So yeah, I'm definitely supposed to, in my plan, be in a different country playing indoor. I was 100% obsessed with indoor. Like my mom would drop me off at the gym. I'd be there from after school and then she would go back to work. She would grab me dinner. She would bring me dinner to the gym. I would eat it quick and then go back and play more. And it was just like, I could not get enough of it. Um, and then as soon as beach volleyball kind of like started clicking in my head, I could not get enough of that. So then I started training super hard. And then, um, I think it wasn't until the, um, October, we were both at that Tennessee tournament where I was like, Oh my yeah. gosh, I can actually like maybe play this. Um, and I wouldn't say I'm like a, overly confident person in myself so like I really genuinely had like no idea I was like there's no way that I could even compete with as like some of these people um so I guess like going into games I'm just like here I am I'm gonna do what I can and just kind of go from there but uh yeah it's been fun it it seems like it's been a pretty fun ride mm -hmm. how did LSU even find you to play beach at a crate. Oh. Well, I was very honest with them as soon as they were. So my, my coach had sent out an email and I was released from Creighton kind you know, like after my season ended Yeah. and, um, they contacted me back and actually at first, like not a single, I didn't get a single email from any schools. And I was like, Oh my gosh, after three days, my mom was like, Hey, has anybody reached out? And I was like, no, nobody wants me. So <laughs> Then I was like, all right, guess I'm not playing beach volleyball anymore. Um, and then my coach was like, have you gotten anything back? And I was like, no. And she's like, oh, really? Check this email. And so she gave the other email that I was not checking. And then I looked and there was just so many schools. I was like, how do people want me? I've never played beach volleyball before. So that's how I started off every conversation. I was like, I've never played before. You have to expect absolutely nothing from me. Um and LSU took a chance on me. And as soon as I came for a visit, I knew that's where I had to be. Yeah. So crazy. Like I, I don't have that perspective at all because I grew up playing beach. Like that was my first, you know, I learned it on the beach and then went indoors and then came back out. Yeah. Like, I don't know what it, it, I've seen a lot of people come out from indoors and I mean, basically fail, you know, like they just can't really figure it out. Can't translate their game over. What was uh, what stands out to you about beach, like in terms of just the differences um, for you specifically, from your very indoor perspective? Uh, yeah, I I'm used to hitting the crap out of the ball every single time from indoor. <laughs> and so then I went to beach and training in the LSU, like the stadium that I trained in. We have some deep sand there. So I would hit every single ball into the middle of the net or below <laughs> it. And it was just embarrassing. And I just remember thinking, like, these people all think I suck. I already know. I'm terrible. Um, <laughs> couldn't set a ball to save my life. I They were like, square up. And I had no idea what that meant. It's like, just give me a ball and I'll hit it. Yeah. Um, so it was just kind of like everything. I was so 
so unbelievably frustrated um, my first year. And then it was like at the end of season. um, So I was like playing in the four slot and then sometimes I wouldn't play. And then they would put another girl that was transferring from indoor too. And then we would just kind of like share a spot. And so I was just kind of like overwhelmed and like mentally just kind of trying to like be okay with where I was. Um, and then I got a call from yeah. Karch and he was like, Hey, you want to come play indoor this summer um, in California? And I was like, yes, get me out of the sand. Um, and then <laughs> it was there that I was talking to everybody and they were like, Hey, you're going to go play overseas. And I was this close, this close to just giving up on beach. But um, I didn't actually get to play in nationals that year. Um, so that was kind of like, I don't like to quit. I will do anything to get to where I want to be and not getting to play at nationals is the th- reason that I'm still playing beach volleyball probably. Wow. Which is crazy. That is crazy. I, I think it's so fun to like, look back on all the like things that quote unquote, like went wrong or all like kind of the small failures that ended up leading to some of your greatest successes. And I mean, you're in part an AVP champion because LSU fell short one year which is a pretty wild way to look at things. It is insane. <laughs> I I still don't, I can't get over it. It's crazy how it all works out, but yeah. Well, where, where were you thinking about signing overseas? I wanted to go to Italy, France, or Germany. Those were kind of like the countries that I had narrowed it down to. Okay. Um, and then just like talking to all the other people um, in the gym, they were kind of like giving me tips and, I was about to pick an agent and then everything with COVID happened. And then they were like, Hey, you get to come back. And then I sat for like two weeks and I just kind of like stared out and I was like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to make this decision? Um, and I don't know, this is like probably really stupid to everybody else, but like it made my decision for me. Um, my really good friend, she called me and she's like, Hey, what are you doing? You come back? Are you going, what are you going to do? She's like, I don't care, but she just kind of like was trying to help me through it. Yeah. And um, I was actually, she was like, you just need to go on a walk by yourself. Like she's like, go on a walk with God. And I was like this, I was really upset at this point. I was like, this is stupid. I don't want to do it. (laughs) And it was uh, crazy because that like I was just walking and I was getting really, really cold. I was in South Dakota at the time. And there was like one street that was lit up with the sun. And the street name was Pebble Beach. And that's when I was just like, all right, I'm going to go play beach. And that was that was totally it for me. And it might have been just a stupid street sign, but that was like my sign that I had to go back. Nice. Some people ask for signs. You got a literal one. Yeah, I did. A street (laughs) sign. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, you're or do I want to be freezing yeah exactly (laughs) so I left South Dakota I did not want the freezing so you went to LSU your first year was 2018 19 or 19 okay and then you had like a the weird COVID year that like kind of counted kind of didn't and you were you were on court four that year right yes (laughs) I remember looking at that and I was like you sandbaggers (laughs) no I loved court four. That was where I like felt like I could actually like perform and didn't have like all the, the pressures on me, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It was weird, but, but so uh, much fun. Well, how did, how did you and Kristen end up getting uh, partnered up at LSU then? Cause Kristen was obviously having a very good career with Claire Coppola. Um, but then you know, you and Kristen, like you just like barnstormed together all summer and we're like playing all these tournaments together. And I remember talking to Drew uh, Hamilton, I actually played against him in a tournament at Coconut, and he was like, uh-huh. "If we put Chris and this girl together, he's like, th- they might literally never lose." And he was like, "I don't know if we can, because Claire have been together for so long." How did that end up? Uh, yeah, um, it was just kind of like, well, one, it's not our decision at all. So I just went into it, and I was okay. like, "All right, here we go. Like, put me wherever you need to put me. I'll go play it." one, two, three, four, five, but I will do everything to be in the lineup. And at that point I did not care what number I was at. Um, it was like, whatever 
and whoever you want me to be with. Um, and then the coaches actually ended up um, putting us together, um, which was fun because I absolutely love playing with her. And it is like I genuinely have fun every single time. And it's just fun to like be able to like laugh or like if you make a mistake, you know that she's not just going to absolutely hate your guts and give you a death glare. Like it's it's just fun and light. Um, so and obviously she's pretty good. So that also <laughs> helps out. But yeah, I guess they just put us together. So. So we did. There, we ran with it. Was was there any pressure? Because like you said, you, you liked the, the court four where you felt like you could kind of breathe a little bit and maybe make a mistake or two and, and it would be OK. Is there any, any pressure getting bumped up to court one with Kristen, who's on the cusp and the all time winningest player in NCAA history? <laughs> yeah, um, even like playing with her at LSU and like all the AVP tournaments, um, I kind of like always put the pressure on myself because I was very concerned with the fact that she was playing with me, who is like a very raw and new beach player. And she just like knows so much about the game. And she would say things that like every other person would know playing beach their whole life, but I had no idea. Um, so I just like felt like I was going to bring the team down. So yeah, definitely like pressure there. Um, but I mean, she does a really good job of like easing that thought for me that I'm not the person that's like going to bring the team down. Like I'm there for a reason. I need to trust that. So, yeah. yeah. Sounds like you play pretty good when you're under pressure. Um, I enjoy pressure. Right. Yeah. And it, I, mean, it, <laughs> I know from having a veteran partner like me, I mean, you know, you came out pretty raw, but she's probably what the most knowledgeable player uh, at that level and you got to play with her at that time like how much did that increase your just rate of growth extremely um every time so we we also coach together uh -huh. um and so every time I'm at practice I learn something new and I think that's like the coolest part is I do thoroughly enjoy learning the game um and learning from her and Drew is just like my knowledge went from here to here so fast just because everything that they would say was just so important. Um, you guys want to know something funny? I learned what the freeze was the day before Atlanta. No <laughs> and I was like, this is the dumbest rule ever. It, it feels so bad when you, when you go do it for the first time and you're like, I just won the match. Why am I still playing? <laughs> I, I, I won the match again. Two points past winning. You really have to mentally like accept the fruit. But then when you're on the other side of it, you're like, I should have lost the match and we're still playing. So this yep. is yeah. 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 But yeah, it, it is can definitely be a mind uh can screw with your mind. Yeah. I thought we won the game because it she like served a ball and it hit the tape and like dribbled over. Yeah. And I was like, woo! Yeah. And then everyone was looking at me. I was like, we won. <laughs> we did not win. <laughs> yeah. I remember uh, watching that. I was cracking up. It was so and genuine. I want to crawl under a rock. <laughs> it's so bad mentally when you check out and think that you won. And like, it only takes a split second. You're just like, boom, I'm done. And then you have to like zap back into it. You're like, yeah. like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I did that once. Um, the first tournament we had the freeze, I served a, and it was like a bullet. And it barely touched the tape. So, like, only the ref puts his hand on the tape, right, to feel it. No one could have really seen it, but he felt it. And it, it probably did That's hit. That's why he does that. But I got a clean ace off of it. Uh -huh. And so I'm like, yeah, and fully celebrated. And he's like, no, hit the tape. <laughs> and then I think I served the next ball out. And <laughs> we ended up winning the match. It was like, oh, my God. I was like, is this real life right now? It does. It's crazy how fast, like, the, as soon as you think you win, that you just, like, your mind is just like, yeah. all right, done. Yeah. And then it takes a lot of willpower to, like, come back from that. Yeah. It does. I don't know. Tell you who loves like, the trend. freeze is Bill, Billy does? Allen and Andy Benish. That Oh, was my gosh. Did you see any of that try? I know you were obviously busy. <laughs> it was crazy. You did yeah. it twice. Was, we were watching in the players' tent. I was Dude, we play. We started the same time as them. They started maybe ten minutes after, and then I finish my match, go into the players' tent, wait for the whole women's stadium court match, 
and they're still playing the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We walked out the match as they ended, and we had started at the same time. It and it's crazy. Like they did it again. Ever. They had to have been dead. <laughs> I know. Imagine if Hyde and Ricardo. <laughs> I would have been so mad. <laughs> oh my. It would have been crazy. They had like, they had like 42 serves. Over. Yeah. Something like that. But it's <laughs> crazy how, how much you can just like side out. Like it is such a game of side out. And if nobody messes up and you can't defend a ball like that, there's just no way. You'll just keep going forever. Yeah. How do you like it now? Because we've had so much arguments over the years about the freeze. But like, how do you like it now? Um, when you take into consideration just it because the rule was changed as an entertainment thing like i think donaldson said he doesn't like seeing matches end on a triple ace uh, he doesn't believe that, that that you should be rewarded the match on that um and most of us hated it at first but then a lot of us came around like how are you feeling about it you're only two tournaments in. you definitely like earn your win yeah. I think I think that's like the cherry on top. Like right. you've worked your way to that point and then you earn a point and then you get to win like that. It does make it more sweet, I guess. I yeah. I kind of like it in that way too, where you got to earn it. You can't get lucky. And uh, it, it like, it's like, yes, we're about to win. And then, and then it's like, but you got to finish it. <laughs> yeah. Finish it. You can't just get there and then win, you know, mm -hmm. it's not like a race, it's like get to that point. It was like a basketball. What was the basketball game? There's a game where you play the whole game, but then, and then you win, but then to actually claim your victory, you have to go and make a three or something. We used to play, and it kind of reminded me of that, where you're like, "I already won, make <laughs> this stupid shot." But uh, no, it's it's interesting. I think Donald. I, actually, we have new ownership now, so yeah, I can't imagine they change it unless players um, complained or something. Yeah. yeah. And they're all about entertainment and like sports betting and gaming right. and everything. Like they're going to love the freeze. Probably, it gets yeah. people intense. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It, uh, I mean, but it's not good for schedule. No, no. It is tough to budget a time slot when you can get, I think Andy and Billy's match was like an hour and a half. And most of the time, like for qualifiers and stuff, you budget like 50 minutes between matches. And so now you're, I mean, you're almost a full match behind already. <laughs> But I mean, yeah. he made, he at made, least it was at the end. Yeah, that's true. But he, I mean, Donald made the rule for the fans. And as a fan, it, I mean, when you're watching, it's so exciting. Cause when you, when someone's in the freeze and you get, someone gets a dig, you're like, Oh, this could be it. And, and it makes for moments, yeah. you know, like you're a block on Casey at the end, you know, like that's how you want to finish a Manhattan beach open championship. Like you don't want it. If it's like oh. 2017, like, just hitting a high line just doesn't have the same feeling as you just like dropping your hand into the seam and bounce blocking, you know, it's just different. Let me put it that way. Yeah. It <laughs> seems pretty simple. <laughs> What's better, a high line or dropping a seam hand and bounce blocking someone? Yeah. It's just, yeah. It's just that was so cool. that anticipation you get when someone gets a dig at the freeze, it's like, oh, this could be it. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, Guy, like how many times have you watched your block? Uh, I mean, I haven't watched the match yet, but yeah, on social media, like I tried to get on and like, you know, repost everything and comment and put a post and it took me so long to then I was, I was so sick of watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, can, can someone do another point? Like I want to watch the, <laughs> the double block too. Like that there, was awesome. Too. The day I had, I was like, all right, I'll repost a bunch, whatever. And I just kept seeing it over and over. I was like, all right, I'm sick of this thing already. <laughs> so I've only seen like two plays. Yeah. They're the two most memorable. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that was all in one day. Long day. You guys are just playing unbelievable volleyball. It is so fun. Also, Trevor made it known that he was going to guarantee it which was also right. cool because it just like adds the pressure but i feel like it almost helps like you're like oh my gosh i can't actually lose right <laughs> yeah cool. not true he doesn't like pass this stuff by me either you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right here we go <laughs> who knows what will come up with next but i yeah no i'm in shock that 
the fact that he did it twice and it's our only two AVP wins is pretty baller. Pretty crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. It is wild. <laughs> and I, honestly, like, I'm not thinking about it. I never, I never thought about it. Last time it was the last AVP of the year, right? We had gotten third. And I was like, this is our last chance to win one. So that was like the fire for me. Trevor saying, guaranteeing whatever. You know, he's always talking. And then this one is like, it's Manhattan. Like, this is the, the dream right here. So that was like the motivation for me. Maybe he's just good at picking it, you know, knowing when, <laughs> when motivation is naturally there. I don't know. <laughs> it's but, funny. Have, have you ever, have you experienced any, um, anyone on the women's side who, who would, um, we could say would be the equivalent of a Trevor? Probably not as intense, but doesn't anyone chatter at all or no banter really? Not really. Yeah. Or at I, least they, maybe I just like literally don't hear it. Yeah, I haven't seen it either, but. I don't know. I feel like it's like a different game because if you, you can be like a guy and say that stuff um, and it's like different because like you said, like it's just talk. But like if a girl said it, it's like a different level of like, wow, we don't <laughs> like her or, you know what I mean? Like it right. would just be, it's well, taken in a different way, I think. I also feel like it's like if you were taught the game, like I was taught the game, I played a lot you know, college and I'm an international team, uh, youth national, junior national. And there's like a certain etiquette that you learn and everyone goes that direction. Whereas like Trevor never liked that stuff. He didn't like any of the organized. He loved just doing his own thing. So it was never like, he never like held himself to that normal etiquette that people are used to. Mm -hmm. And I liked, you know, half of my life was doing that BS with Trevor. And I, that's more me. Um, so it's fun for me to play with him and, and be like that. Um, but I think like, especially in the college game, there's, there's an etiquette and everyone, if you break that, you get judged, you know, and it doesn't, I I actually like it. Like, I think it's gamesmanship and there's a level, there's a certain level to it. Like my dialogue is a lot different than Trevor's. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think there's a way to do it where it's like, if I'm saying something to you, and, and it's making me beat you that's your fault I'm beating you right here you know what I mean yeah and there's nothing wrong with me beating you right there either like but a lot of people take it like well you can't just beat me on the court you have to get in my head like basically that's what people are saying sometimes yeah and they like it and I'm like no this is 100% part of the game like yeah. getting in your head you know um but I do feel like on the women's side it's definitely a way bigger taboo and like everyone's gonna judge you if you start yep you're gonna be known as like the mean girl on the beach right. which I nobody wants Brazilians, uh i don't know what they're saying but the brazi girls are yelling all like, <laughs> on the world tour world tour there's not much trash talking even trevor has to dumb it down because people just don't accept it out there <laughs> um but but the brazi girls are like yelling something through the net some a lot of the times yeah I don't know if they're like yelling at each other, if they're yelling things to us or, but I know what you're talking about. Like they are, they're more vocal. It's more vocal. Yeah. And really intense. Like the Argentinian girls, remember them, Travis? Like they were so loud. It was insane. I don't so, remember them. <laughs> wasn't like, yeah, they weren't making eye contact and like, you know, yeah. making jokes, <laughs> but I don't know. I know Can that you imagine me and Kristen just like screaming at each other though? Like that's just like <laughs> it's no. not how we work. Well, you, have to, you have to do what's natural for yeah. yourself, what naturally right. comes out. But I am waiting for the day when when uh someone on the girls' side finds that balance of like, I'm gonna chat with it doesn't have to be mean either, you know. Sometimes yeah. you can say nice things that will get in their head. You just have to know when to say it and like how your energy is like affecting the other team yeah like i want to see someone like use that person does it to me in practice sometimes it's uh -huh. just like i'm waiting for you to say something back <laughs> it's it's really funny actually right it makes I mean, me angry but it's pretty entertaining she wants probably right she yeah. knows to piss you off and when to keep you happy yeah <laughs> that's a good teammate yeah <laughs> i was trying to piss trevor off all week <laughs> like hey yell at them do, do something <laughs> <laughs> <Do your thing. laughs> 
and he did just in time. Going to take a quick commercial break to give a shout out to our number one sponsor. They've been with us since day one, and that is Wilson Volleyball. And guess what? We are all stoked to be using the Wilson again. The AVP is back. Atlanta was an incredible event. Manhattan Beach is about to be an incredible event. And then we have Chicago to finish off uh, a short season, but a good one nonetheless. So you need Wilson Volleyballs as well. And use our discount code SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. And they do have optics back in stock. All right, so reload Get back into season with Wilson Volleyball using our discount code SANDCAST-20 for the best volleyball in the game. Well, I think uh, even though you know there might not be a lot of trash talk on the women's side, I think Kristen carries herself with so much like confident swagger. Just like watching her, you know, I- I'm sure that you guys were probably feeling some kind of nerves or pressure in Atlanta. But watching you guys, you would never know it in a million years just because Kristen, it looks like she's been there 15 years playing in finals for like since she could walk, you know, and the way you guys played and performed, I mean, you won every single match in Atlanta and you only lost two to two really good teams, our Olympic teams in Manhattan beach. Like, is it, does it give you confidence to play with someone who just has that much swagger and just like, yeah, this is my beach right now. Cause it seems like that's how Kristen walks onto the court. Yeah, absolutely. It does. And I think she does kind of um, like, yeah, she has that confidence, but she's also very humble. And so she has, you know, how you're like th- that nice balance of like somebody being able to like do two things. She has that like unbelievable balance that like almost nobody else can find of like confidence, but humble, but she knows that she has skill. Like she knows that she can perform at a high level. So yeah, it's, it's special. <laughs> and where, where's your confidence level right now with beach? Cause I know like as someone who, who picked up beach pretty late that it can go up and down. Like some days you can just feel like you might not ever hit a ball over the net ever again. And some days <laughs> you might be like, Oh, like everything's clicking the way it should right now. Yeah. So where, where are you at all on the confidence spectrum? I'm sure that the past couple of months have helped quite a good deal. Um, yeah. I think that, um, like my coach and Kristen, they, they always do a really good job of like, whenever I'm starting to like knock myself down that they like pick me up a little bit, but like, they also like know that I have so many different things to work on. So it is just kind of like confidence build breakdown, build breakdown. It's just kind of like going back and forth, which I love. Like, I don't want somebody to just be like, you're awesome. That does not make anybody better. Like ever. So, um, if you tell me that I suck at something, that's my favorite thing because then I'm going to like prove you wrong or like do everything I can to be better at walking or setting or whatever, you know? Yeah. Cause if you're good at everything, then where's your room for improvement, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, what do I work on now? Yeah. But if they tell you you're blocking, you can't do that. You're not doing this right. Like, oh, perfect. So if I add that in, I'm going to be even better. Yeah. 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 No, I love that is like my favorite thing. I think that's like the competition and like the, I, I don't really like get super angry a lot, but like when I do not know how to like do something or I'm not getting it, I will get so angry until I figure it out. So I think that is just like motivation it, and like an extra push. What are, uh, what are the big pain points right now for you? Like, what are you trying to improve in your game? Um, I'm always like, I'm very used to like blocking like an indoor person. And so like, I've been watching a lot of guys actually blocking um, like animal obviously just unbelievable or like basically any guy who's they're like way freakier than any girl but I just love watching them like whenever somebody is coming in to approach like how they can just like see the ball and go get the ball like I'm I was so used to just like go take your space and that's your job like everybody will play defense around you but now there's only two people so um like if I do see something like I need to go use my six four body and go get the ball um, so I think just like having that fruit, that freedom and just kind of like knowing that I can go do that. Um, and just like working on like seeing every single different approach and like what is actually available for the hitter to 
hit and what I should take away and just yeah. like on the fly. Yeah. I, I found myself, uh, I mean, this happens all the time, like where I feel like I can't block the ball and the guys are hitting, you know, they have so much space. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it get, it's when I get in, I actually felt it, um, this tournament against Casey and Chase when we played yeah. the quarters and lost you know, they're siding out at will. Um, and I felt like what you were talking about, it was like, I'm just taking my space and I'm trying to funnel and I feel like I'm putting up a really good block, but like, especially against a good team, you have to work the game within the game. Right. So like you're blocking line, but you're, you're playing a game within that. Like I'm going to line up with my left hand on the ball within on the line. I'm still blocking line no matter what, but there's multiple ways to do it. Mm-hmm. And just having the mindset of like, I'm on the attack here. I'm on offense, not defense. So I'm not going to like, I'm going to make my move first. Yeah. I'm going to make my move. You know, it's going to be too late for them or whatever, you know? Um, so that's what it, like, that's what clicked for me this weekend was, was having that mindset of like, I'm going to attack him. I'm going to take my space, but not just set up on it. I'm going to like bait into it and I'm going to jump fade this way a little and drag my hands one time. And then I'm going to jump straight up and go hands outside the body. And then I'm going to jump straight up and just do a really simple straight walk. And then they start seeing all these different looks, but I'm calling one the whole time. Right. So they're getting like all these mixed signals, but me and my defense are just staying simple. Yeah easy balls um so that's what helped me this week was just like oh yeah i can still take my call but be super free within that and like be aggressive and attack yeah that's cool but i i slip slip out of it all the time where i'm just like god i suck at walking (laughs) what the hell happened (laughs) so i'm still trying to work on that one yeah it i think that might be the most frustrating skill ever because like everybody's told to avoid the block not necessarily like avoid the block but you like know it's going to be there so like how are you going to work around it well and sometimes you can have like what i'm learning because now i'm supposed to walk yeah and i had john hyden behind me who's one of the best players in terms of like baiting people mm-hmm. and um defenders can bait people to hit into you right or they can leave early and, and dance around and make it so that that, that you have no chance because if your defender moves early, then they know exactly what the blocker is going to do. Right. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of it has to do with what the person's doing behind you and not you, but you still take it upon yourself. You're like, Oh, what did I do wrong there? And like, for all, you know, like the, your defender could have left way too early and they're just like, Oh, high cut shot. Obviously yeah. dive here. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that that's a frustration too. And now that I'm playing defense, I'm like seeing it from behind. I'm like, Oh, okay. It's not always my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I know that you and Taryn or you and Kristen, sorry, have talked a lot about uh, how much of a help Drew Hamilton has been. And uh, I've known him for quite a while, but I don't think most of our listeners know a whole lot about Drew. Um, so he was the volunteer assistant at LSU uh, when you were there. But how much has he helped you guys along? And, and how did you end up kind of picking him as your coach just moving forward? Because that's something that, I was talking to Delaney about this and uh, Katie Spieler actually that how I think that your guys learning curve is going to be so much steeper than a lot of other new teams who just kind of have this like great honeymoon phase and then fade out because you guys are you're building your team early you have a coach like you're doing all the right things and I'm wondering how much Drew has helped you guys already uh, and and how you ended up kind of like choosing him knowing to build a team first before you even started your season um well one i had no idea that any of this was gonna happen um after school it wasn't until um like november or something that i finally like was like all right i'm all in and when i when i go all in on something (laughs) i am like like this is it like this is what i'm going to do and i'm going to go full force at it and if i fail i fail because i'm not getting there like I will do everything that I can to get to the level that I want to be at um so at that point um Kristen agreed to play with me for some reason um and so after that happened I just kind of like Kristen is 
the all knowing for our, our team, like whatever she says goes. So, um, that's kind of how like that worked out with Drew. Um, so I didn't really like have a choice in it, but it's a great choice for like, I love the choice that was made. Um, and we just kind of like built this thing. I don't even know what we are like our team our like three person team. Cause it's, it, it really is so cool. Um, and Drew and Kristen are like the same exact person. Like sometimes <laughs> I swear they just like look at each other and they think the same exact thing. And I'm like, I'm lost. You guys have to use words. Like I need something here. <laughs> um, but yeah, they are both brilliant minds and it's really nice and easy to learn from except when we're at practice and every three seconds that I like mess up, he says something and she says something or like she says something. And then he says the literal exact thing that she <laughs> just told me that I have to fix. And it is unbelievable. Um, but like, obviously they both just know what they're talking about. So I just try to absorb as much as I can from them. Yeah. What does the practice look like for you guys right now? Um, cause obviously like college is way different cause you have so many other girls to compete against. Yeah. Um, but new Orleans, while like it's coming up a little bit, isn't uh, a talent hotbed of AVP. So what, what does it look like for you guys right now? Yeah. So we, um, practice, um, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, we take Thursday off and then a light practice on Friday and then like a scrimmage on Saturday that that's like our typical week. Um, and it kind of depends like Kaylee York and Tony Rodriguez and me and Kristen. Um, and then we have like some younger girls that we practice with sometimes. So we honestly just kind of like mix it up. And then if we scrimmage, we usually scrimmage guys or like Drew hops in and then plays with another player. So it just kind of is just like mixing up a bunch of different looks and um, yeah, I mean, just working on our game. Yeah. Yeah, which we obviously have, like, even after this, so, like, we've been working on so many different things, but, like, I am so excited for, like, yes, I want to go play in Chicago, but, like, when we have, like, a consistent amount of, like, weeks that we don't have to have competition in between, so you have to, like, taper off, like, those are the times that I feel like we have, like, the biggest growth because we can just, like, work in small groups and just, like, get into the little details that we have to fix on our game. Yeah. And I mean, you, you guys have to be, uh, I mean, not running out of gas, but you've been competing since like February in the college season and competing a lot. Yeah. I forgot about that. I haven't really had a break. Huh? <laughs> you haven't had much of a break at all. <laughs> forgot about that undefeated season going to national champs. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't really like taking breaks. Uh, I'm kind of really bad at it. Um, yeah, I like have to take off like two days. Cause my mom's like, wow, you should really take off, take a little break. And I'm like, is two days enough? And she's like, no, but two days is better than nothing. So I don't know. I just feel like I always have to be like going and doing something. Um, but yeah, I should probably take a break at some point, which I will <laughs> a little one. Was there uh, I mean, in Atlanta, was there any sense of being starstruck? I know you mentioned that you had a, a pretty cool moment when you beat Emily Stockman and Kelly Kalinske in the finals in Nashville uh, in like October of 2020, you're like, wow, like we can hang with this team. And I know that that was a very big moment for Kristen too, because in one of her first main draws, uh, she got shellacked by Emily Stockman and Betsy Flint. And then you guys beat them. It's like, oh, we can do this. Um, but was there still, even though you had beaten a team of that caliber, I mean, they were like ranked fifth in the world for much of the year. When you got to Atlanta and you were playing a lot of these athletes, was there a, any sense of being starstruck? Yes. Everywhere I would look, it was like, oh, that's an Olympian. Oh, I'm seeing an Olympian right now. Like, it is so <laughs> cool. I know you guys are just like normal humans. I've only been uh, this guy for like uh, 20 days. So it's weird. <laughs> to <be> here. <laughs> but it really is just like so impressive. And I don't. I don't understand. And I don't think like anybody can really understand how much work and dedication goes into like making that, like being an Olympian is so, Oh, I just like have wanted that for so long that I just like, whenever I see one or like am around one, I'm just like in awe because 
I, I just feel like I've made a bunch of like sacrifices and I have not even gotten to that level. And to just see that is just, wow, that is like ultimate success. Um, so congratulations. And yes, starstruck like every three seconds. Cause again, I would see another Olympian and then another <laughs> one, and another one. And they were just everywhere. And um, they're kind of like all doing what like I want to do eventually. And they've already been there and done that. So um, 100% starstruck <laughs> and I have no problems admitting it I was looking around and I was like gotta be cool gotta be cool gotta be cool <laughs> but I was very excited to see everyone it was actually uh fun to see all you guys in there um because we had Kristen on the podcast Savvy obviously is on a bunch um and she was kind of saying the same thing and I was like oh yeah I forgot like when I, the first times I came in it was like that's freaking Phil Dahlhauser. Are you kidding me? Like, do I belong in here? Yeah. Um, but yeah, now it's like kind of, I don't know. It makes me feel old for sure. Um, but as long as like Hayden's still around, I'm still <laughs> all good. Um, but no, those are exciting times. I, I remember being in that situation and then like having a breakthrough game or tournament like you had and being like, wow, like I'm actually on that level. Like there's no denying that, that I got myself to that level. And then it kind of, I don't know, like, like you're saying, you're, you're getting excited uh, about the Olympics, like being an Olympian. And I think that's kind of how it all starts. Because if that doesn't excite you, you can set the goal all you want, but you're not gonna have the energy to get there. But if it excites you, just like think about that word and like, you know, seeing athletes who have accomplished that, um, Think you're on the right path like just just naturally like it's it's within you to, to go for that that yes. goal at least for me that's i feel like i've just been so passionate about uh trying to become an olympian that it's happened because i've able to put an energy towards it but i'm yeah i'm still tripping out like you're saying <laughs> you're talking about it i'm like me yeah you yeah. <laughs> <laughs> crazy and now the peer i'm trying to like my brain's going crazy right now I didn't know that your name got to go on the pier either. Wow. So the first day that we got there, we went to go to the, like the qualifier and watch some of my friends play and stuff. And they're like, yeah, your name goes on the pier. And I was like, the pier, like where? And so we walked down and I was blown away by that too. So honestly, my mind has just been blown. Like, right. like a bazillion times in the past two weeks. <laughs> and I am here for it. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh, congrats. Oh my gosh. It's going to be there for forever. That's so cool. No tsunamis and we're good. All right. Well, we'll make you a new one. Now, that's what someone said. That's what Marlo said to me. He's like, congratulations. You're on the pier forever. Unless a tsunami hits and takes off. <laughs> Don't take that away from me, Marlo. <laughs> But you, uh, you didn't show any signs of being starstruck. Like your first main draw match, you beat an Olympian and Brandy Wilkerson and Sarah Hughes. And then in the finals, you beat two of them in uh, Sarah Sponsel and Kelly Clays. What was, what was kind of the bigger moment for you? Was it playing in a final or playing against Sponsel and Clays, who were still one of the hottest teams in the world? You know, they won two events in a row and into the Olympics, took a ninth at the Olympics, like won their pool. And here you were playing against them in the finals out of a quali. In your first AVP. Yeah. Um, I don't really know how to answer that because I was just kind of like, there were so many thoughts going on in my head that it almost felt like nothing was going on. Um, and it just, I went seriously straight back to the basics and I was like, serve, receive side out, set the ball, go block a ball. And like, that's kind of it. Like I was just so focused on the game um, Drew told me to breathe probably 8,000 times. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Like I, I am like super starstruck, but then as soon as I get into a game, it is like game mode for me. Um, so it doesn't really matter who's on the other side, except for the April Alex game. Like that, even when I was in like the second, after like the second side switch, I was still just like, they just want a gold medal. Right. <laughs> kind of like that I will say like I could not get out of that like starstruck um 
But I think I, when I, I finally one time and I'm and I'm tripping out when I'm like I've been around these girls for years in April and I'm like damn they got a gold medal. That's <laughs> it's, like I can't even get over it. So yeah, it's it's normal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and then there was just, like, so much hype around that game. And then I was, like, after just so extremely disappointed that I couldn't even, like, give them the game that they deserve to, like, play against. Um, so that kind of, like, really brought me down. And then, um, like, actually getting after the second game, just, like, relaxing and remembering that they're normal people. Um, like they're just human beings that happen to be really good at a sport and work their butts off. So, Yeah. And you, you seem to, you mentioned that like being an Olympian is what you've wanted to be for a pretty long time. Um, and you got the call from Karch, uh, which is a pretty big call to get. And maybe you wouldn't have been slotted into the, the Tokyo roster, but that would have put you in the pipeline for say a Paris and LA. How tough was that decision for you to say, you know what, I'm actually going to turn away from this game that I'm proven to be a lead at. I'm getting calls from the highest leagues in the world got a call from the indoor coach, like not an assured spot on 2024, but you'd be competing to then play a sport where you're pretty brand new, where it's not a sure thing at all, where you'd have to work your way back up that pipeline. That's not an easy decision, whether you get a Pebble Beach sign or not. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have this like weird thing that like, like I said, like whenever somebody tells me I can't do something, I want to do it more. Or like whenever I think there's like a harder path or an easier path, I'm always going to take the harder one because it's just who I am. Um, like even when I was picking my major, they're like, you could do this one. It's easy. Or you could do this one and like kill yourself and try to like get through it. And I was like, oh, that one, that's the one I want to do. Um, so that, I don't know why I do that to myself, but I, cause I'm usually like pretty risk averse, but um, I don't know. I just, it felt right to just go for, um, but yeah, that was like probably the best call of my life. And it was my birthday and it was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I was definitely starstruck at the gym there too. Um, but I actually, like, as soon as I got there, we were training or whatever. And I was, I think like four weeks in and I had like went up to attack and my back spasm so bad. I could not, like I landed like on the ground and um I haven't played indoor ever since then um again it was like no. a thing that like the small little like things that like I was absolutely devastated and me the next like month and a half it wasn't me uh I was like so torn um and like sad that that was like my dream. And then my back just gave out. And then I like, I couldn't even like compete. Um, that really, it's just crazy. Cause that all happened. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to beach and here we go. Um, but yeah. And here you are an AVP champ, two top five finishes and two events. So it's, uh, yeah. it's been very fun to watch you and Kristen uh, pick this game up so dang fast together. And not even just now, but just like every time I was playing an AVP next and you guys were there just like playing these little tournaments in Florida and you guys were there, you guys have just like traveled all over the place playing everything you can. And it's been, um, some people might be surprised by how quickly you've, you've made it on the AVP at the moment, but I, uh, am, am not one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Travis mentioning you guys, uh, before you made this little run, he's like, all right, that's, he's talking pretty big about these girls. <laughs> and yeah atlantic city atlanta manhattan I'm like all right travis i get it <laughs> <laughs> so yeah what, just a south uh, dakota kid and a louisiana kid like we are the most unlikely to probably be playing but why not <laughs> why not and you mentioned uh so obviously you're from south dakota um currently living in louisiana i know that uh you mentioned before the podcast that uh the state of louisiana seems to be behind you guys and Evan Corey as well. Support for beach volleyball is, is pretty strong down there. Yeah, it is really cool. There's a ton of people. I feel like I have like an adopted family down here. Um, there are so many people that are super supportive and they just like want to be involved in the journey. And then um, the Lieutenant Governor actually like called Chris and was like, hey, we want to be a part of the TKN journey. 
and um, she was blown away and then called me. And then I was like, what the heck just happened? Um, and then we actually like met with him. And I don't know if you guys have ever been to Mardi Gras. <laughs> have you? I have. It's insane. I went and it is like the coolest thing ever. And then he was like, do you want to be on a float? <laughs> that is like a huge deal. And I freaked out and I looked like probably such the, like such a tourist, (laughs) but, um, like just having those experiences in Louisiana and just like being completely like adopted by this state is so cool. Yeah. And it's just getting started. So it seems like, uh, Olympics are the ultimate goal for you. Um, so what's the next, obviously we have Chicago as the next step, but what's, what's the next, uh, step for you guys after Chicago. Uh, I'm going to try to get in some international events. Yes, that is the goal. I actually um, was looking at them on the way back um, today. There's like all the deadlines and everything we've missed, but like, I hope that they post more and then we can sign up for them and just hopefully toss our names into the ring. But I feel like that is, that is the hard part is getting in there, especially when you have zero points. Um, For sure. What, um, what was I going to say? Oh, have you guys ever played with the international, um, ball yet? Nope. I have not, um, ordered some. There you go. That's the first time we got, we got to start. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I, I hear that they're way different. Uh, we have one ball, like in the ball basket or whatever at practice that sometimes we just like play with. I mean, it's different for sure but i don't know a lot of people make a big deal out of it but like i i've gone back and forth a lot and i don't change my game at all i notice okay yeah i can aim deeper because it's not going to float as much so jump serves are going to are going to sink more and they'll drop whereas the international go deeper and i mean your body just kind of feels like how it pops off your arms and it's i think the game i i don't know travis what do you think the I think the game is different, like how the international people play the game oh, yeah. way more so than the ball. And a lot of people make it make it really big, like, oh, that person's not good with the international ball. I'm like, eh, yeah, that's it's not that big of a deal. I think, I mean, the the one aspect, and you even mentioned this in one of your post game interviews, is that jump serving with a Wilson is way easier. I mean, you can really carve and manipulate that thing, and that. But I think international games just more physical. Um, I think you can hit a Mikasa significantly harder um and so a lot more people swing um but at the highest level of the avp i mean but try i can't remember you shooting like a single ball in the finals you know um working so i hit like a really bad cut maybe one or two like in the last two matches i was like all right cutty's out yeah (laughs) you're done cutty uh but yeah you know what's interesting too is in each country the teams within that country play each other a lot and they're kind of raised in other countries more so through like pipelines. Right. So they learn the game a certain way and they're studying the game, they're studying film and they're all kind of sharing that information. Even if they're playing against each other, you're kind of sharing information because the other team's seeing how you play. So internationally, each country kind of has a different style of play and how they attack it. Like you look at the Germans and you start to hear the way that they study the game and think about it. It's, it seems way more analytical to me. And then they all start doing Travis's favorite little booty bump. <laughs> and uh, it's like small stuff like that where you're like, wow, like like Australia, they all start running this crazy push set all the time. Yeah. Um, so it's interesting. You'll see like different countries are running, playing different volleyball different ways. And then eventually when you're on tour for a while, you start stealing stuff from other countries and trying to bring that stuff back to AVP. So it's it's interesting. I, mean, I think it goes well well beyond the ball, which we talk about a lot. You know. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. yeah, I'm a believer that you just you like whatever you play with, and so all the international people like whenever I bring an in like a Wilson over there, they're like, "What? How do you play with this thing?" Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then you bring a Mikasa over here to people who play with AVP. They're like, "Why am I playing with a Walmart replica?" Right. Like, what is <laughs> what is this garbage? But I think you just prefer whatever you play with, and so like. I've now gotten like, I've gone back and forth like six times this year. And she's like, all right, well, we get the, the blue one today, you yeah. know, and today we get the yellow one. So <laughs> it just doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. 
So, but I'm excited for you guys uh, to get out there. I, I think that um, is a very fun journey that you guys are on and, and a hot start to it too. Um, congratulations to, to your and Kristen's early successes and uh, try a huge congrats to you. Super stoked for you. Um, finally, you know, after a, a pretty boring Olympics, we have something interesting to talk about. <laughs> Sorry, it wasn't more entertaining. <laughs> Could have had more uh, theatrics. <laughs> Leading and hitting percentages wasn't enough. <laughs> but um, Taryn, thank you so much uh, for coming yes, of on. Course. Thank yeah. you. Try, I'm trying looking to forward fun. to uh, being on tour with you. But out on the world tour, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more of you. I I heard bits and pieces Am of I it. Frozen? I heard tour. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, see you. I'll see you on the world tour soon oh perfect yeah <laughs> hopefully i'll be there i need to get led into one of these tournaments <laughs> you'll figure it out you'll, you'll find a way the, the cream yeah. rises to the top eventually awesome well thank you guys so much you guys are both amazing and thank you again travis for uh giving me the best news ever after losing and <laughs> try you guys are awesome love it thanks taryn appreciate it thank you well learned taryn and uh see you in chicago perfect two weeks two weeks <laughs> Shoot. <laughs>